What's up, world? It is Jesse Rich with Jesse Rich Podcast, and I'm going to try to restart my audiobook on Kith and Ken, Vox Machina, Critical Role, uh, Marik Nidge Camp. Um, I'm giving all the credentials. I didn't write this, um, and I absolutely do not want to take credit for that. But what I do want to do is read this book to you guys. I want to read it myself as well. I absolutely love the whole critical role cast this is from um the first campaign vex and vax as they were kids and or growing up we're going to find out a lot more about them uh also to give them a shout out real quick i believe it's the 28th so in five days uh vox machina will be on amazon prime video their animated series so give them a round of applause for that absolutely love the group they're all great people matt mercer your mind is amazing when it comes to being a dungeon master and then you have Talison jaffe marisha ray laura bailey travis willingham liam o'brien uh sam regal and al oh my gosh ashley i almost said allison ashley johnson and then they now got the new guy i forgot his i know his name's robbie especially with the girls everyone constantly online is saying how much they love Robbie but what is Robbie's name let's see here uh Robbie 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 where are you Robbie oh my oh Robbie Damon I knew that Robbie Damon he is a really cool dude really back um he's playing Dorian in the new campaign but uh, the first seven I mentioned, plus Matt Mercer, which makes eight, was the original cast members. Um, this is over Liam O'Brien and um, Laura Bailey's twins characters, Vex and Vax, from the very first campaign. I am totally geeking out. I cannot wait to read this book. So I will be doing an audiobook. The way I want to do this is I'm going to release a chapter at a time. Uh, I did record the first three chapters and my internet went down so it only did half of my episode so needless to say i am now re-recording it and hopefully i don't have internet issues uh let me know what y'all think about me doing audiobooks after i get done with keith and ken i have jrr's token the hobbit the fellowship of the ring twin towers and or two towers i am so sorry and the return of the king i have those to read next so I already have a bunch of books. Like I said, do it chapter by chapter and release them as we go. Uh, don't forget to check out jesserich.com. Also, look at my link tree, which is linktree slash jesserich. And you can find all of my sponsorships and all of my social media on there. So you can follow me and talk to me directly. Other than that, let's go. Chapter 1. The spider crashed into the underground with a dagger buried into one of its eyes, its claws still twitching and its jaw clicking. A large brown bear immediately leaped on top of it, his paws crushing the spider's legs like branches that snapped underneath its weight. Vexalia Vesser shuddered at the crunching sound. Ugh, gross. How about a cleaner kill next time, brother? At least I brought one of them down. Her brother Vaxalia shot back, his eyes on the two other spiders that were circling them. Besides, who led us straight into the nest in the first place? Trinket brought one of them down. 
her bow fully drawn, Vex tracked one of the spiders tracked one of the spiders with her arrow. Half elf twins they'd stumble upon a nest hidden away in the thicket as they crossed into Bramblewood Forest on their way to West Run. The trail they'd followed from the river to the city got swallowed up by the trees. Three spiders, concealed by the greens and browns around them, had scurried out of their burrow and attacked before they'd been able to back away and change course. And you wanted to take a shortcut. I'm fucking tired of trees, Vex said. Like it, like that was a better reason to walk into a spider's nest. He took a new dagger from his belt, and Trinket only helped. That spider was still moving, twitching. It would have died eventually. Yeah, because Trinket killed it. Still on top of the spider, Trinket growled and looked around the narrow clearing in the woods for the other arachnids ready to jump on one another, or on another one if need arose. Vex breathed out and focused on her target. One of the spiders scuttled up a large tree, dashed around the thorns that covered the bark, lending the forest its name, and circled the trunk like the first. It was the size of a large dog or wolf, its hairy legs at sharp angles, its eyes focused on the twins. The four smallest eyes tracked their every movement, while the two larger on top reflected the speckles of sunlight, giving them an eerie glow. It rounded the tree, and when it reappeared, it darted across the overhanging branch and made a leap at Vex. As soon as the spider jumped, Vex let her arrow fly. The bowstring reverberated next to her ear, and the wooden shaft of the arrow curved through the air. For the briefest of moments, no one had a heartbeat. Both the spider and the arrow sped toward each other. Then the arrow hit with a satisfying thud directly underneath the creature's jaw. Its leap interrupted. The spider crashed to the ground like the first one had. Unlike the first one, this one fell in the, and remained motionless, and its legs broken and askewed. Vex raised an eyebrow at her brother. That's how you kill a spider. Luck, he smirked. She elbowed him. Skill, thank you very much. She grabbed a new arrow from her quiver and placed it against the string, keeping an eye on the trees around them for the last spider and the largest of the three. To anyone who might observe the half-elves and give them no more than a curious glance, the two look exactly the same. Dark brown hair, messy from their time in the woods, slender physique, practically, practical clothes, and deadly weapons, all angles and raw edges. Two full-blooded elves, they might appear too young to be this withered and weary, but to any perceptive observer, it was clear they came by their caution honestly, and they moved with a grace brought on by years of traveling around together. Vax held blades in both hands and kept his back toward his sister as the remaining spiders circled them. Back to back, they scanned the forest, ready to attack if the spider jumped at them. To Vex's left, something cracked the undergrowth. A twig snapped, and she reacted immediately, swinging her bow in the direction of the sound and letting an arrow loose. It hurled through the air 
without a target and stuck a tree. Boom. A large shadow clambered into the trees and disappeared between the leaves. They could hear the spider rustling overhead. It was stealthy and cautious. The scaring, the scarring along its thick legs indicated that it had seen and survived its fair share of fights. Vex twisted toward the movement, grabbed another arrow, and sent it toward the large arachnid. She heard it impact, but the spider kept prowling the trees overhead, seemingly unbothered by the meager shaft. She narrowed her eyes as the spider scurried up high until it disappeared from view. Careful. Vex held his daggers at the ready and squinted up at the trees too. He winced at the size of the creature. Looks like we woke Mama's spider, he said. Trika ambled closer, snout pointed up, and hesitation in his gait. When the spider shifted and dashed to one of the lower branches, Vax weighted his dagger and threw it with precision. The weapon cut through the arachnid's outer shell and stuck there, right next to Vax's arrows. The creature hissed sharply and reared back, front legs stretched out towards Vax, and in an instant it was easy to see how much larger it was than the other two spiders had been. When it stretched out, it was nearly the size of a brown bear down below. Vex let another arrow fly. Get out! She whispered at her brother and her bear. She reached for her quiver once more, backing away from the edge of the clearing, keeping the trees behind her and her eyes on the spider. Vax held on to his dagger and held his ground, clearly trying to uncover the spider's weak points. I got this. She's trinket size. She'll... Before she could finish the sentence, the spider overhead screeched loudly, and the sound echoed against the trees. It pushed off the branch and fell. There was no grace to this attack. The spider let itself fall toward Vax, using the same tactic Trinket had, trying to crush its prey underneath its legs, and presumably to sink its fangs into a convenient midday meal. One of Vex's arrows sped past it. Vax brought his dagger up and in an attempt to strike. The spider cru crushed into him. Its legs caved. Its head snapped forward, large fangs digging into Vax, and then it collapsed on top of him. Vax! Vex dashed forward, while Trinket leapt toward the spider too. Got it, Vax grunted. Okay, I think... Vax breathed a sigh of relief as her brother tried to roll out from under the spider, but the weight of the creature kept him down. One of its fangs tore along his collarbone. And before Vax's eyes, Vax began to lock up. His shoulders and arms tensed, and he couldn't push the spider's jaw away anymore. As the venom from the bite spread through him, his hands clawed into fists. The spider's body rolled back on top of his chest and he cursed oh fuck but he leaned his head back to the mossy ground staring at his sister and grinned definitely brought that one down it took the better part of an hour for vax to regain use of his arms and it took until they set up camp in a quieter clearing several hours later and far away from the spider's nest for the dark lines around the wound 
to fade. He rolled his shoulder and inspected the wound through the puncture hole in his shirt. Did you use the anti-venine we got in Kamal? Vex leaned against Trinket, who napped comfortably under the campfire she'd built as dust crawled through the trees and the first owls took to the sky. Well, your shoulder was turning blue. With more than a little help from her bear, Vax had pulled her brother out from underneath the spider, and she used what was left of the small, near-empty vial of the vicious green liquid on the puncture wound. They dealt with spiders like this before, most recently at the behest of a wine merchant who had an infestation in his cellars, and she was glad she held on to the last remaining bit. Vax's wound hadn't been a bad one, a clean cut, not too deep, but by the time she'd gotten him free, the wound's edges had been darkening and vicious lines were crawling across his shoulder. Not much longer, and he would have been completely unable to move. I'm glad it worked, he said. Blue looks far better on you than it does on me. Vex removed her brazers to clean them, and she picked a thread that she used to mend the fraying buckles. What exactly possesses you to stand underneath that spider anyways? I needed to get through its armor, he said reasonably. Oh, well, that explains it then. Vex tried the thread in place again and turned the brazers around. Though they bore the wear and terror of previous fights, they'd made it through this confrontation mostly unscathed. The letter was cracked and torn, and a large gash ran down the middle of her right brazier, the result of fending off a rabbit wolf. But they had a little while left in them, if she was careful. She had to be. With the two of them getting closer to Westron, she was going over what they needed and what they could afford. She already added a new vial of antivenine to her endless supplies alongside the tally of what everything would cost. They had coin enough for maybe half of it. At least they would make it to Westrum by the next day. That what That's what had brought them here in the first place. A bit of work ferrying a messaging a message from a spice merchant to her girlfriend in the Western Shields, the local military force. They'd be able to deliver it without the sort of delay that usually causes people to complain about paying. And she'd harvest the venom from the spiders as best she could. She hoped she could make a good deal at the or with the apothecary. Across from Vex, Vax dug out a piece of cloth and set to work polishing his daggers. He tested one of the blades on his thumb before slipping the weapon into his boot and moving on to the others. He seemed lost in the thought for a while, and she knew he was thinking about the city too. He glanced at her. I will need to get these sharpened properly when we get to Westrun. She added it to the tally and grimaced. Well... We'll need to restock on supplies, get anti-venine, and a coat that doesn't look like it has more holes than fabric. She would also need a new set of bowstrings. 
she could make her own bows, arrows, and fetchings, but a but good string was harder to come by. We can stay in town for a day. It was her opening offer. Back stretched against his lingering stiffness of the venom, and his shoulders cracked. He leaned back. You know it won't kill you to spend a night in a comfortable bed in a decent inn. She looked at the clearing around them and raised an eyebrow. A generous clearing in the forest surrounding a stream that found its way down the mountains and a good distance away from Westrun's hunters and lodgers. She'd be more than comfortable right here. The woods could provide for almost everything or almost anything. Food, protection, a place where they didn't have to worry about anything or anyone else. It was simple and peaceful. Most of the time. Vax rolled his eyes. Well, it certainly won't kill me. I know you'd like to pretend otherwise, but we're not woodland creatures, and I wouldn't mind a bit of comfort. Vex gave her brother a withering look. We were in Kaimul three weeks ago, and it's coin we don't need to spend. If you're being thrifty, it means we're running out of funds. So staying in the city for a few days will give me time to scrounge up a bit of work. It's not like we're going to stumble over bags full of gold out here in the middle of nowhere. He pulled his whetstone from his belt to get rid of a blemish on one of the other daggers and purposefully didn't look at her. A week. A week of soft beds and good food. I'll find us a decent, cheap, but no bedbug place to stay. And we find a bit of work to raise enough funds until winter's crest. Vex crossed her arms. Behind her trinket grumbled. He knew this dance as well as the two of them. We don't need a week. One night at most. A day to gather what we need and a day to ask around. They had variations of the same argument. Every time they near a city, it was perhaps the main difference between the two of them. She understood the woods while he thrived in city streets and their accompanying shadows. I can't find a decent work in a day. I'm very good, but I'm not that good, Vax said. Fine. She knew he was right, though she wouldn't admit that. Finding enough work was how they could afford to survive on their own, and plenty of people could use hiring hands or all sorts of odd jobs. They had protective tra protected travelers, sought out monsters that endangered farmers' flocks or hunters' prey, and run messages from town to town. Two nights. Her brother took a dagger and sent it spinning into the air, catching it as it came down. The light of the campfire reflecting off of the metal, and the spinning blade reassembled an oversized firefly tumbling through the clearing. Have you considered you'll be in a much better bargaining position with merchants if you have time to walk away for a day? Vex grabbed her bow. I'm going to find us dinner. She scratched Trinket's ear. Are you coming, buddy? If they stay in town for longer than a night, he'd have to stay behind. Though at least this was a perfect location for a bear who would attract far more attention in the city. At the edge of the fire, at the edge of the campfire's glow, she turned around. Three nights, not a day more, 
and only if you can find an affordable place to stay. Vax grinned. They somehow always settle on three nights.